Can you turn the AC off, actually? Oh, you can hear that. It's like Jamie Summers. You can hear that. Or does she, was she smell or hearing? Bionic Woman? Yeah. Hearing. Wonder Woman or Jamie Summers? Jamie Summers, because she doesn't have to, like, flaunt it. She's like, I don't oh, dude. Wonder Woman all the way. All the way. The outfit alone. Yeah. We're rolling, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of On the Line. My name is Christina Kay. And I'm flu ridden Joe Mullings. And we just got back from traveling through miserable, wet New England weather that was really cold and sort of dreary. And wet. And that coupled with the news reporting about the flu season and our personal experience here in the office with the flu season, right, Joe? Indeed. I was taken down for the first time in 27 years. Right. Two, two days off. In a row, due to illness, there was only three days I had missed previously due to illness. And if that wasn't a weekend, do you think you would have missed more? Oh, I would have missed because I was out, started Wednesday afternoon. I was out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, I came back and I was at half speed at best. Mm -hmm. And then Tuesday. And then, yeah, I, I would have totally been out for like five or six days. Right. Yeah, so I schedule my flu. Yeah. And you and you said that even like that, that following week was not... I, it was brutal, you know, at, at uh, two o'clock, you get the peripheral vision head burn. You wake up with a sour stomach, right? Um, I didn't run into the dehydration issues or challenges other people have with mm -hmm. expulsion from both ends. I sort of ducked that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it was absolutely brutal. I've never, I've never, I, I wanted to crawl up in a ball and die in the house. Yeah. I lost eight, nine, eight pounds in those days. And the only pity I got from my wife, she goes, oh, poor thing, you lost weight. Because I complained about losing body weight. Men, <laughs> men are concerned with that, who exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, well, one, you know, we're, we're talking about how this flu season impacts your career. But I would like to say that, that we are in no way saying that you should put your job first if you feel sick, right? Like, I think it took a lot for you, Joe, to, to stay home. But, um, you know, obviously take care of your health first and foremost. But... But then when you're feeling like you can uh, think about it, you know, it's important to consider how you might be impacting your, your whole business. We've been reading that there's been a serious dip in revenue for a lot of companies because not only one employee is down, but that one employee, you know, was reluctant to stay home and got 10, 20 other people sick. And now it's spreading everywhere. And, and you know, these things are called viruses for a reason. They're Pandemic. They're, they're, they're intense. And, and this is a particularly dangerous one. So people should be extremely cautious and offices are petri dishes you share a lot of space with people especially now windows are not open in a lot of these parts of the country that are really cold you're just recirculating the same air over and over again and and if you're feeling sick just think about the handoff though i mean you know, like like if you wanted to look at my iphone and i show you something on my iphone mm -hmm. or i pass you a piece of paper or a resume where my assistant comes up and she hands me a folder with a bunch of checks to sign i mean you're just talking about passing that stuff along i don't even know if it's the air as much as it's the contact mm -hmm. on the surfaces and things like that because i did i tried to think it through i'm like okay who's the sob who gave it to me mm -hmm. right i think it was your son <laughs> i think it was my son no that was a long time incubation we just got out of telluride so it could have been the plane too yeah, yeah. all those surfaces but right and that's another thing to consider and i really thought about this a lot we were delayed in the airport and you look around and people look kind of sick <sighs> in airports anyway but 
other than that one family that we had to stare at last night. (laughs) We were in the airport last night, and these people made the Griswolds look like absolute rocket scientists. Yeah, it was amazing. This family was amazing. It was totally entertaining. And you were in front of them, but I was behind them. So I almost (laughs) thought it was a spoof. It was that bizarre. Yeah, it was consistent. The father, the mother, two boys and a girl, right? The Everybody who was in the waiting area is watching them. They were just bizarre. Yeah. Anyway, I they looked healthy just because they had quite a lot. I don't think anything wanted to get near them to be <laughs> contagious. Um, but, you know, when you if you are traveling for business, it's really important to keep in mind that airports are the worst. They are the airport and then, of course, the airplane, which is just a tuna can full of sick people. I was going to do the uh, Asian um, operating mask. Yeah. I was that close. I just uh, didn't have time to get to the store. They sell these killer scarves now. They look like um, stylish scarves that go around you, and they're actually a filter. Really? Yeah. That's pretty smart, yeah. actually. I, I was going to Amazon one, but it wouldn't have gotten here till a couple of days after. But I think I'm going to throw one of those in and just take yeah. one of those with me. Because that's just a giant tube of filth. Uh, everything down to the, you know, they did the studies on the uh, tray the tray tops. The, um, there's Those are dirtier than your toilet seat at school. That was the that was the check. So that thing you fold down and put your food on, and you put your vodka tonic on, or sleep on if you're me, or some people put their head down on it. Uh, no, that thing is just juicy, full of all kinds of things that you never even want near you. So just an FYI on that. I'm full of regret now. Yeah. Well, you know, so there are obvious things that people know. You know, maybe buy some hand sanitizer right now. Maybe buy a stylish scarf that also filters the air. But, you know, also just think about what you're touching, washing your hands frequently. And also, if you feel sick, especially now that this is a seriously deadly flu season, people are actually, you know, perishing in this. If you're feeling sick, if you wake up and you're feverish or coughing or sneezing, I know that you want to come in and I know that you really want to help the business. But this might be one season to don't. Don't, because you're not, not only are you doing a disservice to yourself, prolonging your uh, time period of feeling sick and being sick, you're putting everyone else at risk and honestly potentially costing the business, the business many, many more employees and much more time and revenue than just, you know, you staying home that day. Yeah. I just want to put a disclaimer out as I'm not a doctor. Right. I'm not going to, I'm not giving medical right. uh, insight, but yeah, in the past I would have said, no, I used to get pissed at the people in the organization and say, listen, you can just... Just as be at sick as you can at the office and actually get some work done. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a shift on this one because it was just crippling. And our organization, a couple of people have teetered with it. You know, Rena right now is like struggling with it. And um, <clears throat> I think Christina B was out with it. Right. Um, and I, if you go through all the team here, we were actually pretty fortunate given the amount of sickness that was out there. And the proximity. I mean, yeah. I, I knew you were sick on Wednesday. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I had to grind it back. So I, I came back and it was just, I was 50% until a day or two ago. Mm-hmm. Even on the trip to Boston, I was green the first day. Right, right. Um, but I'm one of those people that once I get over the really bad part, I need to be hyperactive, like work out, sweat it out, go to work, move around. Because I think just mentally it shakes it out of me quicker. Where some people like to lay on the couch until they're 100%. Right. Yeah, I mean, so so that's important, right? You know, this is a time of year to really practice self-care. And in a lot of ways, it's like the analogy of the airplane. If you put the mask on yourself first, you actually can serve more people than if you try to put it on other people. So if you're if you're sitting there thinking like, oh, I, I feel well enough to push it through, you actually 
might be better off taking a minute to put the mask on yourself, practice some kind of self-care, and then come back optimally for work, whatever that means. If that means, you know, hours and hours of Netflix or if that means hitting the gym or, you know, whatever it is, this is an important season to think about that because we're really – It's going to run until March or April, they say. Yeah, and and the flu shot isn't necessarily preventative. No, 10% is what I heard. Right, so – and this is, and like I said, this is a, a particularly serious one. Um, so, Joe, what 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 did you find challenging coming back from work, and how did focus. you go through focus? Focus, right? To me, everything is my is what's between my ears. There's not a lot there as it is, but whatever's there is really important to me. So that that fog <clears throat> that fog was over me. So that like ten percent difference it makes was just frustrating. So I've got an early view into when I start to have Alzheimer's. <laughs> That's what it felt like. I couldn't process quick. Um, so that killed me. And just tired, you know, crazy fatigue. Mm-hmm. And all I did was just jam a whole bunch of fruit and nuts and things like that and cut out all any garbage at all. I didn't even have an appetite. So it was the fog. It was the focus and the fog and the ability to connect quickly. And then the people around me noticed that too because usually um, people have to walk away from me because I'm firing too fast. And now I was just like, lethargic and yeah I felt like kryptonite was around me and I just was normal and so you know if someone in the office now that you have this experience now that you know you can be empathetic um, if someone in the office were to come in one morning looking a little green looking a little pale as a as a CEO but in many ways also sort of a manager because you do manage a lot of teams simultaneously um, how would you deal with that person and address the situation it matters who it was because most of them, it's a hangover. They're still millennials. <laughs> <laughs> but if I suspected it was, you know, sickness, um, I'd be like, just go home, mm-hmm. right? And, and see how you feel tomorrow. Right. And then work from home if, because most of our people, they're just wired that way. They want to work. So open up the laptop at home, you know, no harm, no foul. And, um, and, and again, I think it has everything to do with your culture. There's nobody on our organization who's trying to figure out how not to work. Right. Um, versus a lot of other organizations where people are just showing up, punching in and going home. So I would just, that, that, that's really changed quite a bit over the last couple of years here is it's such a aggressive driven team that I never have to worry about somebody coming in, trying to zoom how to get around work. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, stay home <clears throat> before you get anybody else sick. And, and how does one person, two person, three person people down impact? Oh, it impacts it. Yeah. Right. But you're playing short ball, long ball, right? So if that person's out or in and sick and then shares that with two or three other people, then it really wreaks havoc on everything. So you just got to be like, okay, I'm going to take it on the chin today or tomorrow um, and just have to either delay whatever project we're working on. But yeah, I totally, you nailed it. I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more empathetic mm-hmm. now that um, I've gone through that brutality. And, and how would you suggest people manage their teams when that one person is out? How do you deal with the people who are well to sort of compensate? Oh, just um, if, if it's a critical path that the person who's sick is on, you're just going to have to shift gears and switch priorities, right? Um, because by the time you get somebody up to speed on that tactic or that task, that other person's going to be back already, mm-hmm. right? So I wouldn't overthink it. I would just be like, okay, man down. Let's just keep moving and, and shift gears. Mm-hmm. Let's put the gas on that instead of this right now and keep moving. You really, you know, unless somebody's going to be out, like <clears throat> we've got somebody in the organization, no names, who got diagnosed recently with something really horrible, 
right? And she's going to be out for a little while now on and off, on and off instead of full time. And all we're doing is just, you know, saying, hey, as you feel better, um, shift gears, um, come on back when you're ready, leave before you get tired, right? Because if you make, if you wait to the point that you're tired and you're out of gas, that means then you're brutalizing your body. I'd always rather somebody who's got something they're managing to leave before they get tired um, because then they're able to recover over the next eight or 10 hours and then come back the next day solid. It's just like an athlete. You know, more work isn't better. Good work is better. So when I used to train these high-end athletes, um, when I first started, I didn't understand that recovery was more important actually than the work. Mm -hmm. And then you stop their training before they hit failure based upon the periodization you're in. So you're like, oh, cool, I crushed him today. And then he or she cannot perpetuate that cycle day two, day three, day four. The body just breaks down. And it's the same thing with sickness. Right. Right. When you're starting to feel like shit, go home. Right. And then go home before you really feel like shit. But when you feel the onset, just like, don't, I'm tapping out, I'm gone. Come back the next day. Yeah. And it, and it's important to remember that no matter what your priority is, you know, whether you're trying to be the A player in your business, in your career, in your sport, in, you know, you're trying to be. It's your health. Yeah. Your wellness comes first. Even if your business is being a stay at home mm -hmm. mom, whatever your sort of endeavor is, wellness trumps it all. You can't perform optimally if you can't perform. Anybody listening to this that's ever been terribly, terribly, terribly ill or has had potentially their life questions like I had with heart failure, you would write a check on every dime you have in the bank, mortgage your house, give away every stitch that you had in order to have your health back. You know, I've been through two massive back surgeries, the heart failure thing, um, and even the flu thing. I mean, it's not equal to those other things, but I will tell you, I would have absolutely done anything I could to have been like not feeling like a big pile of horrendous crap. Well, let's, let's also be clear. <clears throat> and then I lose my ability to earn. Right. Right. And, and the, the flu, uh, this is one season where you can upplay it. It's, and it doesn't do any services to down, but it could have been as bad as those back surgeries or that yeah. it really, you're, yeah. you're lucky you didn't have that strand, but it is, it has been that serious. So yep. I think it's important for everyone in the office to be mindful of that, not only in the way that they address their own roles when they come in, how they're feeling, you know, it's up to you to self-regulate and figure out how you really feel. But also, you know, if you're in the office and you know someone's not feeling great, you have to self-regulate, make sure you're not actively spreading things, touching things, keep washing your hands. And then, you know, finally, it's up to everybody to be really compassionate and patient as we go through this collectively as a, an, an entire nation. I mean, it's really unusual to have the flu spread through Florida. We don't get it as bad as any other part of the country. It's a big deal. So if you're hearing about this from us here, I I pity those of you in Boston because I was I know that weather was not very pleasant. I was only there for like 48 hours. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. But I'm better. I'm 85. percent I'm ready to go. Giddy up. I knew you were 85 percent when I saw you order French fries. I know. I was. That was really weird for me. That was a total carb cheat yesterday. We had, we were having lunch before we headed into the airport, and I had a lobster roll and side of fries come with that. I don't eat fries. And I ate every fry on the plate. And yeah. I knew at that point that that was just feeding um, the sickness. And it felt really good. Yeah. A couple hours later, it didn't. But yeah, it felt right. really good. Well, you had the, the whole like <laughs> JetBlue fiasco to sort of fast through it. Oh, God. Yeah. Classic JetBlue. Worst airline in the world. Well. Worst. I mean, just give me statistics. It was rated the worst airline. This is year. coming from a man who's never ridden. 
Yeah. Spirit or South. Around the room, yes, spirit. We're a spirit line. We're a spirit line, yeah. Frontier, spirit. We're all bottom of the barrel. This is like the opposite of an endorsement. We're going to get nothing for this, but yeah. We like other airlines. Just just so you know. I'm an American guy. 1.7 million miles on America. They always get my vote, so if Americans listening to this, keep upgrading (laughs) me. All right. Well, thank you for listening. My name is Christina Gay. I'm Joe Mullings. This has been On the Line. Tune in next week for another episode. Take care. Bye.